Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market, and we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Vincent and AJ chat with Meg Scales, head of North America field marketing at Coach Hub. She talks about how utilizing AI and data can help match employees, professional industry leading coaches for growth and transformation. AJ is swamped with kids' birthday parties, and Vincent enjoyed the VIP event. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I am the newly tanned Vincent Petrofessa. Did I go anywhere fun? I did not. We'll get to that in a moment. I just was walking around New York City and got this burn. You could probably see if you're viewing us on YouTube, we appreciate it, but you're most likely listening to us. That's the feedback we get. You enjoy listening to us while you're going to sleep. I'm kidding. No, it's when you're working and when you're doing things. No one says that about sleep. No way. You guys love us out there. And thank you for telling that to us via email. And also in person now, when I see you at conferences, what a nice welcome. Thank you so much. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista, one of your co-hosts. What do we do at Starista? Let's just take like 30 seconds to talk about Starista, and then I will talk about it the rest of the time. We are a marketing technology company. We own our own business-to-business data, business-to-consumer data. We help companies utilize that data to get new customers. Do you want new customers? Sure. Some companies are like, you know what, we're good. But most are in need of new customers. We have our own DSP also called Adster. We can send out OTT and display, connect to TV, email me, vincent at starista.com. Thank you so much for all those emails. I really do appreciate it. Another thing I appreciate so much, and I got to see him, I got to hang with him for a monumental piece of his life. Ladies and gentlemen, he just went to his first baseball game, the New York Yankees. Not my favorite team, but we had a great time. Mr. AJ Gupta, what's up, AJ? Hey, Vincent, great seeing you last week. Uh, It just seems like... uh... Seems like just yesterday because it's been a busy weekend for me with a lot of uh, kids' birthday parties, which seems to be occupying a large part of my calendar. Yeah, exactly. You know, now with the kids and they have uh, all these class members of kids I haven't even seen in the class. I'm like, oh, they were taking this class virtually. I'm like, all right, I got to go to a birthday party now for this. What's <laughs> happening? But it was a great week. We did a lot of things and people listening to the podcast, you probably heard us talking about it. AJ was coming into town, New York City, he's in San Antonio. I am here in the Big Apple and we got together. So there was one of our teammates, Steve, who is new to the company and he got some tickets to the New York Yankees for for you, uh, the both of you to go. And then he had come down with uh, COVID and in comes me, right? The, the, the relief pitcher, hey, I'll go to a game, even if it's the Yankees, this is AJ's first game <laughs> of baseball. We had a blast, it was a good time. And also then that Thursday, we had a small event. Starista had an exclusive VIP event 
here in New York City. And it was fun. We had some of our customers, some of our podcast guests, some prospects got together. What a nice, intimate event. We'll plan on doing more of those, maybe one coming to San Francisco soon. So that should be fun as well. But we got to get more of those in. People are eager to come out. It's a good time, AJ. What was your take from that week? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I mean, obviously, we started off a little odd with one of our guys getting COVID, but I think uh, I think you benefited from that little situation. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but, had some fun. Uh, yeah, it was good to see people out and about. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think all things considered, we had a pretty good, pretty good turnout for uh, when cases are still rising back. Uh, so, yeah, I thought the whole week was great, and it's good to actually see some of our clients that we've been uh, we've picked up over the pandemic, so I know they were pretty excited to see us as well. Yeah, exactly. It was nice to have uh, people who finally, you know, have met us, right? Some of even our podcast guests that we've had on who happen to be in New York City, like Carolina, she was like, it's so fun, nice to finally meet you, and, and, and Christine... Uh, you know, we, we got to meet her as well. I got to see her prior to that. It was uh, it was a great turnout. People are already asking, when is AJ coming back? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm here too. I live here. <laughs> They're like, when is AJ coming back? But speaking of meeting in person and speaking of New York City, rumor has it that this next guest is going to be visiting New York City soon. And I hopefully will get to meet her in person. We've got a great one for you today, ladies and gentlemen, because I also love we're, we're tackling a field, ha, huh? a field, you know, pun intended, a field of marketing that we really haven't dove too much into. It's field marketing. I gave it away with my own little pun there, but <laughs> it's really exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the head of North America, field marketing at Coach Hub, Meg Scales, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, Meg? Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. It's great to have you. That's rumor has it you're coming to New York City to visit. Coming to New York City, yes, I am. I'm super excited for that. And I won't have a baseball connection for you, but we should get that to get together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, if you do come to New York City, I mean, I'm sure you've, have you been in New York City before? Yes. Yep. Coach Hunt yeah. actually has a headquarters out in New York, so I get to come out often and visit the office and see the crew. So, yes, it's becoming my second home. That, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it's great, especially when you'll be coming in to visit. It's, uh, you know, it's right in time. The, the Tony Awards will all be out and done. And right around that time, all the new shows people will be interested in going to see. The New York City in the summer is fantastic. The only time better in New York City in the summer is the holidays. I recommend for people. That's the uh, other time to come in during the December holidays, the tree, all of that hoopla. But Meg, it is so great to have you on here. Did you like my little pun that I said there? About yeah, that was good. That was yeah. real good. I got yeah. one for you. This is going to be a home run. Hey! I love it. I love it. It's going to be a, going to be a home run. We, we almost, you know, uh, speaking of like home run, we got to see a lot of home runs that day, AJ. We actually, you, we almost got, we got up to go get a drink. And this was a Tuesday, the foul ball, the guy, the, this guy was like, where'd you guys go? the foul ball like fell in your seat yeah yeah it was, like, fell in it, your seat it, it, and what's funny is vincent had been warning me all evening that one of these balls is gonna hit me so <laughs> yeah we, we were in an area and i was like aj just be careful man because this is a high traffic right on the first baseline and he was like what are you talking about and sure enough 
But that is awesome. I love it. What a, what a, what a pun-filled episode. We're going to have some fun today, <laughs> Meg. We're going to have some fun. I knew it when we first when we first talked to you. But Meg, tell us about it. I'd love to get right into it here. I'm interested in your your specific uh, you know, path there at Coach Hub. I just, but let's get it out there. Talk to me about Coach Hub. Talk to me about what you do there as well. Yeah. So Coach Hub, um, we're a leading global talent development company and we enable behavior change through world-class coaching um, combined with our transformational digital platform. So our main mission, our goal is to democratize coaching for large organizations across the world. Um, we use AI, we use big data to really match employees with our coaches. We have a pool of over 3,500 professional industry leading coaches, um, really granting employees access for personal growth and organizational transformation. I love that. And, and yeah. I, I love the, the democratization. Say it again, the democratization. Yeah, democratizing coaching. So coaching, typically when people would think of coaching, say 10, 12 years ago, it's leadership programs, right? Your brain goes right to that or, or it's only high potential employees that get access to this type of program and talent development. And our mission is, is truly to democratize that throughout the organization. Every single person in your organization should have access to coaching. Think of it more as like a, hey, here's your vision, here's your dental, and here's your personal growth platform. I love it, I love that. And oh, I know we're gonna get more, dive deeper into that, but a, a yeah. question that I love we love to ask, and it's a very popular question here because there's so many people who are just starting out in marketing, also some students listening across the globe, as we found out. How'd you get started in marketing? Hmm, getting started in marketing. Well, you had asked me, um, what's my role in marketing? And I am the head of North America Field Marketing. I have um, had quite the career in marketing, but I didn't start in marketing. I started in sales. And I feel like as I've listened to your podcast and listened to some of the, the marketing leaders you guys have hosted on here, many of us have different journeys. I heard one that was a former dentist, right? Her degree was in dentistry and now she's, she's a head of marketing. Um, for me, my start out of college, I had a, a major in communications, a minor in leadership. I love people. I love talking to people. Um, and so that was a, an easy sign up for me. And and I quickly shifted into a sales role um, in tech, and I sat in a sales role for about almost half a decade. I absolutely love and highly recommend that foundation. for It really gave me a different type of lens. I look at all programs, all campaigns through the lens of will this drive revenue? Does this add value to my sales team? If not, I'm probably not going to do it. Meg, tell us a little bit about what marketing channels and strategies that you're using and what's working for you. Yeah, so as the head of field marketing here, um, it's a bit different. In, in traditional larger organizations, I come from Workday and, and General Electric, field tends to get put into this box. For us here at Coach Hub, field marketing is all of the above, webinars, events, trade shows, conferences, ABM, um, email nurturing, and we work directly with our digital counterparts. So the only piece that's really pulled out of the traditional marketing stack under our role and responsibility under field is that digital piece. 
Um, so as far as channels that we're using, we've got them all. We're, we're, I always imagine it's like a light switch in a room being turned on and I am flipping on everything we possibly can. So we have a fantastic PR strategy to help people recognize Coach Hub. We've been wildly successful. Coach Hub has been wildly successful overseas um, and it is, it is our journey and mission to bring it here to everybody. So turning on as many channels as possible, AJ. <laughs> And then, you know, what, what do you love most about working in field marketing? Oh gosh, my sales team, hands down my sales team, best ideas come out of my sales team, best ideas come out of those sales pipeline opportunities. Um, absolutely love my sales team. And I was formerly the CMO at a, at a, at a tech company out here in, in Nashville, where I'm currently based. And um, I missed the alignment with my team. And so um yeah, yeah. I love my sales team. That's my absolute favorite part about field marketing is that alignment. Um, and man, I'm excited to see them in person at events again. That's that's a refresher for sure. Yeah, you hear that, AJ? The best ideas come from people, <laughs> a part of the sales team. You hear but, that? But you know what? I don't know if salespeople have the best handshake. So, oh, <laughs> so that can be taught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could teach. You could teach that. You can't teach the, uh, you know, those amazing ideas that come out of the sales team. You know, yes, that's yes. it. You know, Meg, we're gonna we're gonna have a follow up episode when we meet about my handshake, and <laughs> or, or, I'll, or I'll report back. We'll have like an email, and I'll read a statement over. Well, unless it, if it's if it's a good statement, if it's not a good statement, I won't share it. And I'll say I never met with Meg. Uh, I don't know who that woman in, is in, uh, in New York City. But but Meg, I, I love the fact that you were in sales before and then marketing because you know it's like you don't hear as much these days about it but of course the, the narrative right sales and marketing pumping heads boom boom but tell me how that you, you talked about it a little bit but let's expand on that for those people who want to kind of bridge that gap what benefits did you have or do you have now that you, because you were in sales and the marketing side how does that how does that really help your job right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, once you've sat in that seat um, and you've received campaigns or you've received tactics or asks from your marketing team, um, and some of those you kind of look at and go, what? That doesn't directly bring me value right now, right? That's not going to put food on my table for my kids if I go and pursue that event, right? Or that direct mailer. However, if as a marketer, you can have that lens and then you can help map those tactics to the ultimate outcome that affects the sales team, it helps kind of mend that bridge, right? That you're talking between sales and marketing. Um, communication is massively important in this. I connect with my sales leaders probably more than I connect with my husband. Just kidding. Uh, he'll listen to this podcast. He'll laugh nice. at that. Um, but in all seriousness, we spend hours and hours and hours together trying to figure out how to to navigate our upcoming challenges and navigate our current campaigns how to make sure that we're outperforming um constant communication so um yeah yeah i i couldn't do this without my sales team and i, and I truly mean that no, that's awesome to hear and and i'm glad because a lot of people always are asking us about you know hey let's talk, talk about the sales and marketing piece how, how can people you know bring that together. I, I love hearing that. Meg, you had mentioned before you, you and I were talking about it, that you, you kind of, you're in Nashville now, but you kind of grew up in that Silicon Valley, 
the, the tech field there. Talk to us about what it was like growing with companies out there, some of the organizations you've been with. What were some trends that you saw that, wow, this is going to be, this is great. I'm glad I was part of it. What are some trends that kind of fizzled out in your experience mm -hmm. there? Mm, yeah, I've had some great opportunities in my career to work for some of the best of the best and some of the largest organizations out there. So as you can imagine, a lot comes with that around processes and procedures that have really been thoroughly tested and vetted. Um, and I've also had the opportunity to work with some true tech startups where you, I was the one turning on the lights and turning off the alarm in the morning and coming in at 4.30 in the morning to pick up the phone and start selling into my East Coast territory. And um, having seen it all, you know, there's this, this author that I'm enjoying reading his book. It's called Atomic Habits, um, James Clear. He, his, one of his quotes just rings true in my heart. Um, and it came to mind when you asked me this question. He says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And I truly have seen that within tech companies throughout my career. Um, you can have the best goals, the best aspirations, but if you do not have the systems in place to support those goals, it can really be a challenge. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky to have, have experienced both um, and appreciative of those experiences. Meg, what's the coaching culture at Coach Hub? What kind of coaching classes do you get to take as an employee? Ah, I love that question. Um, every single employee here at Coach Hub, and we're pushing close to a thousand soon, um, we all have our own coach. And I think a lot of times there's some nuances that come with coaching. What is this? What is coaching? How do we understand what this truly is? Is this counseling? Is this mentoring? No, it's a totally different experience. Um, and every single person within Coach Hub does have their coach. I personally have gone through about two months of sessions with my coach. And I can tell you, I am a different person than who I was two months ago. Absolutely. In the way that I lead my team, in the way that I think through my strategies for my team, for our go-to-market strategy, um, he, my coach is a, is a gentleman. He has had a massive impact on my personal life, as well as my business. And how do you think in general, effective coaching programs uh, contribute to a company's growth? Hmm. Yeah, so I think traditional talent development and learning and development has, has only gone so far, right? We either have a great speaker come in or you're doing some video tutorials or you're doing some online surveys and you know trying to feel out how your employees are are uh, ranking your organization or their employee experience, coaching takes it to a whole nother level. So things around diversity, inclusion, um, it's one thing to watch a video about how important it, are, it is. It's one thing to read a report. It's one thing to have a, a company mission statement or a culture that uh, uh, values that supports that. There's another thing to have a very personalized, individual, confidential conversation with somebody and saying, how do I do this, <laughs> right? The playbook says ABC, but, but I don't quite understand how to put this into play and to feel safe in a safe spot to do that. Um, so that's really how I've seen kind of coaching take these large and very important, absolutely critical organizational challenges um, and really make it personal, make it applicable and make it successful. Meg, I'd love to get your take on the great resignation. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I even hear we're hearing that term a lot. I'd, I'd love to get your take on that because I would imagine that, you know, Coach Hub has pro either programs around it or just some advice around it. Yeah. Yeah. So the great resignation, my goodness, uh, what a phenomenon in a tumultuous time. Uh, we saw we are continuing to see record numbers of people leaving their jobs after this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, recent studies, they show that the resignation <laughs> rates are the highest among mid-career employees, as well as the highest in technology and healthcare industries. Um, companies are navigating things that they've never had to navigate before, this ripple effect of the pandemic in so many different ways and having to reevaluate how to retain their talent in these ripples. Um, coming out of the global pandemic, as you can imagine, yes, it was absolutely something where Coach have realized we can have a massive impact on this. Employees have felt incredibly disconnected um, between what they were looking for from their manager, from their role within an organization, and what their employer thought their team wanted, uh, which was absolutely an, an opportunity from us for us from an HR perspective. And what I love about coaching is that it can enable employees to further enhance their power skills, um, leadership and development, conflict management, all those while also developing their emotional intelligence and resilience in these hard, hard, challenging times. Um, You know, coaching allows us to (laughs) make for better, more empathetic teammates, um, an empathetic, welcoming culture, a happier and more productive team overall, And we've seen customer after customer achieve this, Um, something that I'm really proud of the team and proud of our our solution. We touched upon it a little bit, but I I wanted to get your take on your mission statement. I'd love to understand Coach Hub, the the mission statement, has that changed over the last few years? If it hasn't changed, talk to me about some programs that you've been putting out there to kind of accentuate that mission statement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So around democratizing coaching, one thing that's really been consistent for Coach Hub is the mission. This started with two founders who experienced coaching themselves um, and realized, wow, what would an organization look like if they offered this to everyone? And what would we kind of see? <laughs> what are the results that we would see out of this? And so that mission has not changed from day one. It's one that they're standing behind, one that they're proud of, and one they could personally attest to. Um, and we all stand behind that as well. As far as the programs that you know, we make this, ah, this mission resonate with, it's a challenge as a marketer. Typically you're asked, hey, what's your ICP, <laughs> right? Well, it's, if you're you know, in one of my former companies, it was industrial manufacturing and I had a very small pool of people that I could target. Here, it's everyone. So it makes a challenge as a marketer. Um, massive. <laughs> First off, we've got everybody that could benefit from this, but it also makes it really, really fun. Um, so as far as programs that we're pushing out there, like I used earlier, this light switch mentality of we've got to reach everyone with this message so that they know how we can help transform their teams. So we are turning on every campaign and tactic possible to do so. Because I would find a sales team in this different location than I would find my HR team or my learning and development team, et cetera. So Meg, this is a question we ask all of our guests, uh, and it has to do with uh, LinkedIn and unsolicited yeah. emails in general. So 
tell us what's one that gets a response from you and what's something that really annoys you. Hmm. So the CEO of LinkedIn, I had the privilege of meeting with him about 10 years ago. And um, he had said to me, hey, keep your LinkedIn clean. Keep it clean. Don't add just anybody. And that allows you to have personal connections that you can help connect people to when you get reached out to. Um, and also just really tightens up your business circle. And I've really stuck through to, to that true advice um, throughout my career. I can't stand it when I get that, that message on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm expanding my network and I'd love to connect with you, Meg. Why? Why? <laughs> Do I know you? Do you have something that can help benefit my team or my business or my go-to-market strategy? And it better be personal, right? I think that every single person I have uh, asked a similar question to, it's about being personal. Make it apply to me. Make it apply to my relationships. Um, yeah, and trust and opportunities will follow. So follow up on uh, kind of making it personal. Tell us a little bit more about you on the personal side. What are your, some of your hobbies? What do you like to do outside of work? Yeah, I'm a, a mother of three. For those of you who are on YouTube and can see the screen, I've got three beautiful babies in a picture up above my left shoulder here. So free time, AJ, what's free time with three kids, huh? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Birthday parties, like. children's birthday <laughs> yeah. parties, right? So. Children's birthday parties, yes, exactly. That's what my weekend consisted of too, actually. Um, no, in my free time, I, I love spending time with my family. Um, I absolutely adore my children. I love seeing them exceed in life. So we are, we are the sports family. We are the, the, the fun party family, um, getting together with all the kids. I really enjoy that. I also really enjoy being active. Um, I think it's incredibly important to our mental health, um, especially during this time, right? We mentioned the, the resignation, the great resignation and, and really just what brings us joy and clinging to that in our free time. And um, yeah, that's my family and that's being active for me. Yeah, two kids is a handful, so I can only imagine what three is like. Yeah, you go from a one-to-one -one <laughs> defense to zone. zone. Zone defense, right? I haven't taken AJ to a, a football game yet. He's not going to know uh, what, what that is. Oh, or basketball. You've or been to basketball. basketball games, so you know that. Yeah, he's been to San Antonio Spurs game. But, yeah, I know. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I have two kids and... I have two boys and it's weird how random people come up to you where it's like, oh, you should, you should have a, a girl. I'm like, first of all, ma'am, I don't even know who you are right now. Why are you coming up to me in the supermarket? I'm trying to pick out an avocado. It's just random how people just like, if you had three kids or two kids or one, it's like, yeah, I don't know. That was, a, that was a tangent. I was just, you know, I was like, you know what, this happened to me this weekend and uh, I didn't appreciate this lady coming up to me, but Meg, let's get back into it because I, I wanted to I wanted to stay on, on, on the coaching front here because I wanted to talk to you about how you feel companies' attitudes are going to be changing, right? I, I know now a lot of companies, you know, diversity inclusion, that people are really digging into that, which I think is amazing. Do you feel that coaching is going to be one of those topics that come up a lot? Hey, we need to, we need to not only keep our employees... Uh, coach our employees, keep our employees here at all levels. How do you think companies' attitudes are going to be changing toward that? Oh, yeah. I think companies are hungry for 
the next thing to offer their employees for differentiation, for hiring reasons, for retention reasons. Um, and coaching is really one of those that we're seeing some of the largest companies in the world turn to and realize, wow, we can actually achieve great organization transformation and our employees are happier because of this. Um, so yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing it. I'm appreciative of it. I've experienced it personally. Um, yeah. And coaching during, cause you know, I, I, I get happy when I don't have to ask this question anymore about the pandemic. Right. But it's still, you know, hopefully tail end, but it's, how do you feel that coaching was affected during the pandemic? Hmm. We, uh, it definitely helped us in, and, um, coaching was welcome. We were all sitting virtually in our homes, um, zoomed out, but there's something about true people connection, even if it is over a platform, um, where there's honest conversations, right? You can get zoomed out meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, talking about, oh, what's your agenda? What's this? What's this? What's this? How are, what's the status of this? What's the update of this? Oh, take a deep breath from that. Clicking, clicking into your coaching and just having somebody genuinely check in with how you're doing, genuinely checking in on the initiatives that you both have agreed upon um, and talking you through that. I could, I could tell you, I've had a session where I cried. I actually teared up and cried. Um, just coaching is so needed right now. We need to, we need to talk and we need to talk honestly, um, about challenges. And like I mentioned early in a very safe place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I love hearing that. Cause you know, a lot of times the coaching or training is more done at maybe certain teams, mm-hmm. certain levels, right? A sales team, a sales training, uh, let's train these C-level execs. So it's so good to see that it's being implemented at every level. And it's it's great seeing the work that Coach Hub is doing. And that's what makes Coach Hub unique. It's, it's, we haven't had a guest on like Coach Hub or a guest on, uh, you know, like yourself in, uh, in, in so involved and passionate, passion shines through. And we appreciate that so much, Meg. Before we part, just a closing thought anything you want to part us with here and our amazing listeners listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, also over my left shoulder, I've got a little book here, uh, a little sign. It says, um, it always seems impossible until it's done. And I think right now in a time period where we're coming out, um, of things that we've never experienced as human beings before, as marketers, we're being asked to Um, go to market in ways we've never really had to do before. Um, It seems impossible until it's done. Keep your head up, speak out to your leadership, talk open communication lines. You will get through it. It will get done. Anything is possible. I love that. Thank you so much, Meg. This has been an absolute pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, the head of North America field marketing at Coach Hub, Meg Scales. This has been amazing. That's Meg. I'm Vincent. That's AJ. Thank you so much for listening to The Marketing Stir. We will talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.